0: Episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora back talking more Daredevil Season 3. The holidays are over, Aurora. It is a new year.
1: New year, Two thousand
0: and nineteen. 2019, yes. uh, they just released, uh, Netflix did, they released a, a, a release date for the next season of Punisher, which we will watch eventually. Yeah. Uh, we might take a break in between this show and Punisher because uh, there's a lot of stuff uh, coming back to television mm-hmm. uh, so we might take a small break in between these episodes uh, I know the next season of Jessica Jones is in the pipeline as well and that might be the end of the Marvel Netflix run for now yeah, Aurora I have mm-hmm. a question for you before we yes. start talking about these Daredevil episodes how many episodes do you predict uh, or I shouldn't say episodes because they release them all at once How many days do you predict after the release of Punisher Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: Netflix announces that the show has been canceled?
1: Uh, A week? Two days.
0: Oh, you're only going to go a couple days.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because they know that everybody expects... Knows, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think maybe like two days. Okay. Uh, You know what? I'll I'll say five days. Not quite a week, but enough time that they feel like the bulk of the people who have watched this show are going to watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So as to not, because I still feel like they're scared that if they say they cancel the show that people just won't come and watch or they'll stop subscribing or whatever the case may be. Uh, Uh,
1: I can uh, see that, yeah.
0: Well, anyway, that's uh, (laughs) our prediction contest for 2019 when it comes to Marvel (laughs) Netflix. How many days until they announce the cancellation of a show? This show, Daredevil, that we're talking about, already canceled, so.
1: 2019 sounds so future-like, right? A little bit, yeah. Like I, I remember seeing so many movies when I was little and two thousand twenty
0: seemed like very <laughs> in the future. <laughs> you know that uh are you familiar with the Zardoz movie? No. Okay. You might be familiar with the, the iconic image from it, which is uh Sean Connery starred in it and mm-hmm. he's wearing knee high boots. And then he's basically wearing what I could best describe as a bikini, sort of. It's supposed I'm sorry, to what? Uh, is I could only best okay, describe it as this, a bikini. I need to look for this, I need um, this
1: as a my, my, my wallpaper. He's also yes.
0: holding a pistol. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, all you, all you have to do because. is all you have to do is go to Google and type in Z A R D O Z. And like oh that'll because it's the image from that movie because it's like a meme. Uh, oh my god! So once you've seen it, how have
1: it, I not seen this before?
0: Yeah. So oh my god, I just I just saw it. Yeah. So oh my god, that movie Aurora takes place in the year two thousand nineteen. <laughs> so that is what we have to look forward to. I mean, I've seen people dressed like this. So so <laughs> yeah, if you've been to like a comic con, <laughs> comic con for sure. Are you saying you've seen people like this outside of Comic Con, like outside of the constraints of like <laughs> let your geek flag fly? They're just people who are like this is a good look. Um, no, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. I mean, because Sean Connery in that, I mean, as best I can tell, that is going to be that's like the look. Oh All the fashion God. forward people, they're going to look like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if uh, at least the men, because I feel like the, to complete the look you need the hairiness of Sean Connery to really pull that look off.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah.
0: Yeah. Because if you're completely, like, waxed or clean-shaven, it just... No, it doesn't work. It's not as weird and gross. (laughs) (laughs) This
1: is going to be my new Facebook profile picture. Just imagine. I've decided. Yes?
0: Yes. Just imagine, Aurora. Back then, when that film was made, they're like, this is what the future will look like. (laughs) It's not that far off. No, not really. I mean, they're, <laughs> we live in it right now, and it's far more gross and disturbing than that Sean Connery image. True. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, all right, so let's talk about our daredevil episodes. Yeah. Guys, this is what happens when Netflix is like, we've canceled the show. We're just not that invested anymore. We'd rather talk about Sean Connery's movie from a long time ago. Uh, but we, we really should talk about these episodes because these yes. are both excellent episodes. Uh, so we're starting with episode nine, Revelations, which is close to resolutions, which mm-hmm. is a, a New Year's theme. Uh so we are uh we've got uh Matt struggling with the fact that both Maggie and Lantham had been hiding the truth from him. Of course, in the last episode it's been a little bit, Matt finds out that Maggie, the nurse that has been aiding him this whole time, is really his mother. Mm-hmm. Um Matt goes to an abandoned boxing club where his father used to fight. Manning threatens Foggy's family, unless he publicly apologizes for speaking out against Fisk at the debate. Karen decides to run from Fisk now that he has it out for her, and Maggie offers to help hide her. Agent Nadim tells his superiors about Dex and Fisk, but one of them, Tammy Hatley, kills the other agent. Mm -hmm. and then blackmails Nadim into working for Fisk. She explains that Fisk has been manipulating Nadim for the last year and Mm -hmm. was behind the need for Nadim to help pay for his sister-in-law's treatment. Fisk has Nadim and Dex quietly arrest several gang leaders across New York and bring them to a restaurant where Fisk offers to protect them from FBI charges in exchange for payment. Fisk has Nadim tell Matt about this meeting, but Matt knows that this will be a trap and instead goes to the hotel to wait for Fisk. While there, he overhears the FBI agents loyal to Fisk uh, having a discovery about, or a discussion about how they've discovered that Karen is hiding at the church.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, So what did you make of episode nine?
1: What an amazing episode. Yeah. This episode was 10 out of 10 amazing Mm -hmm. I it, it felt longer than the amount that it was. Yes.
0: Does that make sense? And a, like in I, a good it, way though. Yeah.
1: In a good way, in a good way like when he is finally at uh Fisk's room, I yeah. stopped Netflix to see how much longer we had because I was like I feel like I've been watching this for so long but not in a bad way, like it felt like a movie.
0: It felt like we got more than yeah.
1: Yeah. Um I agree. And so many things happened. And I think that's why it felt so long. Yeah. Um, But one thing
0: that I... We had the flashback with... We
1: we had the flashback. Young
0: Maggie meeting Matt's father.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll
0: tell you what. Uh, I... Seeing her without the... Whatever it's called. The the habit. The whatever. The the nun hat. mm Mm-hmm. Helped a little bit. But when she had it on... She looked no more than seventeen years old. Oh my god, I was about and he, to say that. He looked like thirty-five.
1: Yeah, she looked very young.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he looked I mean, not old, old, but he but certainly he, yeah, didn't look like her at age. Least, at least twenty years older than her. Yeah. It was a little yeah. uncomfortable. When she took it off, it for some reason that helped a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. She's just got one of those faces, the actress who played young Maggie. She's going to be one of those people who just looks like she's perpetually young, i think
1: but but it but, I mean when she goes to the ring with the other nuns, the other yes. nuns also look very young, the, like it the, looked yes. like all of them were like sixteen to seventeen
0: yeah at the at the oldest, yeah, you could have mistaken yeah. them for younger, possibly as well, yes,
1: yes, I was a little a little concerned about that.
0: <laughs> it felt really weird, but I presume yeah. they know what they're doing there uh. <laughs> But yeah, can can continue with your thoughts.
1: Um, I mean, a lot of things happen in this in this episode, but one thing that I really really loved was so Matt breaks in into his father's uh, gym. Yeah, and he stays there for a bit, and they they do this thing where he's kind of like hearing his father talk to him.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Um, and by the end, his father starts saying things, and he starts becoming Fisk.
0: Yes. Oh, that was so good.
1: And then Matt goes on and just punches him in the face a lot, like a lot. Mm -hmm. And that transition, that whole scene to me was perfection. I loved every single minute of it. It was amazing.
0: And and it's all in Matt's head, obviously. (laughs) It's all in Matt's head. Yes. And this perfectly describes his conflict that he has because it's, his father is not Wilson Fisk, but mm-hmm. he wasn't a straight-laced guy. Mm-hmm. Um he put his fighting over his family. He right. You know, and even then he would purposefully lose fights to you know, to to make money or whatever. Um something that is not supposed to be legal in boxing. And right. he's worried that, you know, because his his inner head dad is talking to him about, like, you know, you do, like, the same thing. You beat the shit out of people, and you just justify it in that you did not kill them. Right. But he's like, you know, we're really not that different. And Matt is just like, I'm not like you. And it's this whole conflict of um, his dad wasn't such a good guy. Fisk isn't such a good guy. Am I not such a good guy?
1: Right. And... Right.
0: Um, it boils over and he beats up, like, not real Fisk and, like, snaps his neck.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: they just cut back to Matt just sitting there. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was, that was so good. And that was not even the only great scene in this. No, there were so many. <laughs> when Nadim goes to confess to his fellow FBI oh. agents, yeah. uh, only to then, like, find out that, Almost all of them are in Fisk's pocket.
1: Yep. I mean, I know I have I have not said this before mm-hmm. in this show, but I've thought about it. I had a feeling that that her his supervisor was not a good person.
0: Yeah, There's,
1: I had a feeling the whole time.
0: There was um, just the the gut sense or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I I wasn't expecting her to shoot that guy and kill him.
0: No, that, especially because like yes. her daughter's in the house. Yeah. I mean, they just did, oh my God, and that scene was, oh, so, I want to do one of those like chef kiss things, but I, it's not a visual show, so you can't see me doing it, but it was perfection, the way they mm-hmm. set that scene up, they come into the house, Um, they're just having casual conversation, her daughter's like, mom, is this is something important, she's like, no, nah, it's not really that important, they get into this conversation about like, you know, I wish I could get my daughter to even like look up from her phone, and uh, they talk about how the contractor like her kitchen is still being worked on and the contractor is supposed to finish it six months ago yeah uh, it's so just laid back yep and then they just literally and figuratively pull a trigger on you so and... i was
1: thinking about this because mm-hmm. when when they walk in the kitchen everything is covered in like a like tarp like a just, you know what I, I mean? Just put, I just put you know, the pieces you know together, where, where yes. I'm
0: going with this, right? Yes, so, like, was it set up like this the whole time, yes. just in case?
1: Yes. yes, because the other parts of the house didn't look like they were covered like that, just that area. Yes. And after that happened, after I finished the episodes, I was like, was that set up that way so that there a yeah. it blood spatter?
0: <laughs> and this is where you're a step ahead of me, because I wasn't thinking about it until you just said it. And I'm like, of course, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I've, uh, I've watched too many Criminal Minds episodes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so she shoots him, and she's wearing a glove, and it's his gun. Mm-hmm. And they're recording what he says, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, God, no, don't shoot, put the gun down, or whatever, and then stops the recording. Yep. And he's completely blackmailed. His prints are on the gun, it's his gun, there's the recording.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know. And yep. she's like, don't call me boss anymore, your boss is Wilson Fisk. And, like, the music cue and Mm -hmm. the push-in on Nadim's face. He's just stunned, as everyone else is stunned watching it. Yeah. And I thought this was perfect, because they did... uh, I watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but...
1: I have it. I have so many people tell me to watch it.
0: Oh, you're going (laughs) to... I think you're going to love it. It's really good. Yeah,
1: Uh, I have to go see
0: it. Like it's, uh, I haven't done the. Glenn and I have not done our top movies of the year pick, but it's gonna be in there. Uh,
1: okay.
0: And it's definitely the best animated movie, but it's. I think it's also one of the best movies. Uh, it's excellent. But, uh, actually, oh no, I remember my point now. Uh, Wilson Fisk, Kingpin, is the main bad guy in the movie, Mm-hmm. and they go out of their way to like explain to you how deep his uh, reach is like how far his reach extends to and that's what this reminded me of in this they finally got like his fear of influence is so big that he basically has like a whole swath of FBI agents that are going to do what he wants them to do Yeah, because he's got these people you know he's got that one room where he's monitoring them while they're monitoring him and he just has dirt and info on all of these people. Yep. And has something to hold over their heads. And now they work for him. Mm-hmm. And now Nadim works for him, too. Like, he went from trying to bust Fisk, and now he's working for him in a flash. Yeah. Because And there's
1: Nadim's there's a, an amazing scene where um, Nadim, Nadim comes into a room full of all the FBI agents that have been, like, compromised, like, the, that are... You know, being in, like uh,
0: manipulated yes. by, himself.
1: and uh, he says, "So all, all, of fist has something on all of you." And they said, "No, well, we don't say his name here. We say his code name." And then they say, "Kingpin."
0: Ah, it was awesome.
1: <laughs> it was so good too.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a great yeah. episode.
1: It was great.
0: Um, anything else you'd like to to mention about Revelations? Uh, and what would you give it? I think I have an idea, but.
1: I mean speak for you. Um, I mean, the, the, the only other thing that I wanted to bring up that I thought was a really good scene as well was mm-hmm. the beginning, right at the, right at the beginning of the episode, there's an amazing scene where Matt goes to a bar to talk to the
0: uh, priest. Oh, and he's hustling a guy at pool.
1: <laughs> right. And, I mean, the whole scene is, you know, him confronting him about um, not telling... Not saying anything about Maggie being his mom. Yeah. Uh, but I did like that the guy that he was playing pool with is like, you're a priest? <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> yeah. He is completely freaked out.
1: <laughs> um, but that whole scene was also really good. Like, it's... There's no bad... N- nothing bad to say about this episode. No. In my opinion. So I give it a five.
0: Uh, yeah... I think that would make for a great story, right? Did I ever tell you about the time I got swindled in a game of pool by a priest at a dive bar? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, that would make for a great story sometime. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that man will go on to tell it in some sort of television show we will never get to see. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought this was a standout episode and the just, this show is so well made. It's Mhm. It's ridiculous the the tension in the in the Nadim uh, when Nadim ends up working for Fisk. The tension in that was uh, yep. tremendous. Uh, the Matt fighting with himself, uh, all of this stuff. It's just, uh It's there's so much good. Yeah, uh, and and, and one
1: one more thing I wanted to say was that. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but sometimes you see like movies and TV shows and they have a villain Mm -hmm. and the villain does the like the main evil thing. And you as a viewer know that there's a way to fix it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But there are other villains like Fisk where they do things that you're like, how how are they going to get out of this? Mm -hmm. Like, and I, those are the types of villains I like that really give you that anxiety of, Oh my God, there's no way they're going to get out of it. (laughs) Yes. They, they lost. Um, So that's one thing this show does really well with Fisk Mm -hmm. that he has everybody working for him. Like there's no way
0: out. I, uh, I would also like to, to mention, I forgot to mention that I really enjoyed Karen coming to Maggie, looking for Matt Mm -hmm. Uh, The the whole scene that leads to Maggie offering Karen's, you know, protection and hiding. Yep. Um, Because it's a good scene where Maggie tells Karen something we didn't know. Nobody else knows. And it's why she left. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And she talks about how back then people didn't really know as much about postpartum depression. Right. As they did. And she had a really bad case of it. Mm -hmm. And thought that at the time that in her heart, that she had betrayed everything she wanted to do. She wanted to be a nun. She thought she'd betrayed God and mm-hmm. committed a mortal sin. And that's why she left. Uh, but she talked about after that though, cause it wasn't always like that. After that, she just convinced herself that it was better if she'd never told Matt that she was still there or where she was or who she was. Right. And ultimately, she tells Karen what it really boiled down to is that she was just too much of a coward to, right? to say something. She was too scared to, to, or too ashamed of herself to come back and say something. It was great.
1: It was um, really good. Yep.
0: I mean, that first scene was pretty powerful, too, when Lantham goes and tells Maggie that he knows. And she just yeah. runs down there, and he's not there anymore, and she just mm-hmm. cries at his empty bedside. I uh, just yep. all of that was a tremendous episode. I give it a five. Amazing. Well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, before we talk about the next one, let's thank the good people over at Adam Tickets for sponsoring the show. Cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets is the link, or you can click uh, the other link, a physical link on top of the page of cinemageekly.com to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. Now we can talk about episode 10, Aurora of Daredevil Season 3. Karen. And this was a flashback episode, but we didn't flashback as far as some of the other ones did. Likely mm-hmm. because Karen's issues didn't occur in childhood. It occurred right. at college age. Yeah. Essentially. But this felt like, a—I mean, up until the end, this felt like just a completely different episode of a show. That's not.
1: Yes. I agree.
0: But I liked it so much. Um, yeah. So in the before time, Karen postponed going to college uh, because she knew her father and brother would not be able to continue to run their family diner after her mother had died from cancer. And by the way, they're mm-hmm. in Vermont. Mm-hmm. They actually do this um, this montage of her because uh, it starts with her at a like a college party, like a right? frat party, yeah. a frat party, right? Where um, she's selling drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, to students with her boyfriend. Yep. And she gets, you know, she uses her own supply as well. And they go back to Todd's travel trailer where they spend the night. And she wakes up late for work at the diner. Right. And she hops in her car. And then they do this driving montage mm-hmm. where they're just mm-hmm. showing you where she lives. Mm-hmm. And it is such a shock difference from watching daredevil which is of course in hell's kitchen which is in (laughs) new york city yeah (laughs) and this is just rural countryside it reminds me so much of where i live where it's not empty but it's also kind of empty yeah you know what i mean and weirdly enough watching this i'm like oh you know what i think i kind of like where i live (laughs) Which is like this weird feeling I got from, like, I don't think I could live in a giant city that is that packed. Especially
1: in the Marvel universe.
0: Especially there. (laughs) New York is
1: the target every time. It's like a magnet for
0: space creatures. (laughs) But, um, yeah, like, I weirdly got this weird sense of nostalgia for a place I already live. But Mm -hmm. I thought if this place in Vermont is real, I thought it looked gorgeous.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, I wouldn't mind living there. It feels like yeah. so, their their main street had like six buildings. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh man, everybody probably knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I got hungry because she works at a diner. It's like, oh man, <laughs> I want to go to a diner. <laughs> this brought up all sorts of weird feelings I normally don't get from watching Daredevil. <laughs> uh, Same. Yeah. Well, Karen, she's bored of her small town life. And as we noted, she's selling drugs to students with her boyfriend. Uh, one day Kevin. Is Kevin the dad or the brother?
1: I think the brother.
0: Because there's Paxton, right? There's Todd. Mm. There's Todd, the boyfriend. Kevin and Paxton. I think is the name of the dad. Maybe. I
1: think so. Maybe yeah.
0: Wow, I should have done a better job of remembering the names. But (laughs) uh, Kevin reveals to Karen that he had re-enrolled her in college, something that Paxton wants to celebrate with a family dinner. But this leads to an argument, and Karen runs off with Todd. After getting drunk and high together, they return to the travel trailer where Todd lives to find that Kevin is burning it down. So Kevin's definitely the brother. Yep. Todd attacks Kevin and Karen injures Todd with his own gun in order to stop him not kill him but injure him. Mhm. She quickly drives away with Kevin but crash like flips the truck that they're in and it crashes and Kevin dies in the crash. The local police chief covers up Karen's involvement uh as he's close with the family and Paxton asks her to leave. Now, in the now time, Karen is hiding in the church when Dex arrives in the Daredevil suit uh, to kill her. Uh, and Choosing between saving Karen and lying in wait for Fisk, Matt races to the church and helps Karen drive Dex off. But not before Dex kills Lantum. Uh So, what did you think of episode 10, Aurora?
1: Another amazing episode. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I... Like you said, they didn't, this didn't feel like a Daredevil episode, but in a no. good way.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end it did, but... Uh, at the end it did, but at the
1: beginning, it, like, it felt like a totally different show.
0: Yeah, 95% of this episode felt like a, just a different show.
1: Yeah. And uh, my poor, poor husband <laughs> always has to find me having an insane reaction to shows. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this by myself, and I was I cried a lot in this episode. Yeah. Yes, it made me really emotional. Um and he walks in and he's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you crying? And I'm like, Because this is not Karen. <laughs> no, this is she... not the Karen I know. Like seeing her being like a drug addict and, you know, struggling so much with her family. And then um, you know, there's an amazing scene when, when they're having that dinner mm-hmm. and her dad is trying to push her to go to college. Yeah. Um, and makes the... He says something like, your, you know, your work here is not that good. Yeah. Uh, and she snaps. And she... Uh, apparently her mom kept lottery tickets. Yeah. And they had framed one mm-hmm. to remember her. And she takes it out. She scratches it. And it's it's not a winner. Yeah. Like the whole... That whole scene. She deserves an award for that acting. Yeah. <laughs> that I whole mean, scene.
0: We, I mean, we, we've both talked about how great we think Deborah Ann Wool has been throughout this mm-hmm. show's run. Yeah. And she just continues to be a standout in oh, a really good cast.
1: So good. So good. That yeah. whole scene it was amazing. She did a really good job. Um so that you know, seeing her struggle like that and knowing her from the first season and everything she has been through. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know if that's why it made me emotional. I it made me realize that I really like this character because mm-hmm. I was so emotionally invested in her background. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's I think that's why it was it was very emotional for me. But it was amazing.
0: Yeah, I thought this was a really great episode, and you're right. This was didn't feel like a Daredevil episode, but in a good way, it felt like they transported us somewhere else. Hmm and uh it was in a way it was kind of like a much needed break yeah cuz from here on out it's all there's three episodes left and they're all you know going to start snowballing into the the finale
1: mhm
0: so i felt like this was a much needed break it worked really well i we already talked about how great Deborah wool was in this episode but
1: yeah, and it gave me some context too, right? Because you remember there was like a few episodes before that mm-hmm. Karen calls her dad and yes. asks to go home. And he's like, this is not a good time. Yeah, And I was like, wow, that's really cold for a dad. Even it doesn't matter what she has done. Like mm-hmm. as a dad, usually you would be like, it's fine, come home. So seeing this episode, it gave you more context on why he feels that way. Yeah. So, um...
0: yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was crazy, but well-timed because this was a story about how there was a time in her life where Karen's life was spiraling out of control. Mm -hmm. And here she is now at another time in her life after she had fixed everything and finds herself in the same spot. Everything is spiraling out of control again. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not with drugs or anything in this case. It's, uh, uh, Fisk. It's, it's a <laughs> supervillain who's intent on murdering her, but <laughs> right. uh, I, I mean, it It all ties together so well. It gives us extra insight into Karen. Uh, it shows us some of the things that have only been talked about a little bit, which is why it helps with the emotional resonance, I think, a little bit. Because mm-hmm. uh, we do know a little bit about her background. We know about the drug stuff and she had family issues and things like that. Right. We get to see a little bit. Um, we get to see a little bit more of that, uh, mm-hmm. but even then, at the end, like the last five percent of this episode, when they come back to the present time,
1: mm-hmm. they then
0: cap it off with an awesome Dex Daredevil fight Ooh. scene in the church.
1: And not only that, like they they start that with a decision that Matt has to make. Because mm-hmm. by the way, Matt made it inside the 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 room of Fist, like yeah. Fist room. He's ready to kill him. He has the opportunity, and then he has to make a decision: do I stay and kill him, or do I go safe?
0: Karen, Karen is way more important to him. Yeah, and yeah. then they go and have an awesome fight. And man, yes. is it an awesome fight! I'm—I <laughs> don't think I'm ever going to get bored of watching Daredevil fight. Uh, uh, God, what Deadshot? That's not Deadshot. Deadshot's the DC character, right? Bullseye. Bullseye. Uh yes. Same thing. Uh, although you know, I similar, mean, it, similar powers. I mean, similar I was gonna powers. say, I was gonna say it is similar, but you know what? I think Bullseye is way cooler than yes. Deadshot at this point. Uh, uh, the, he threw the collection plate at Matt. It <laughs> yeah. was so great because he just hurls it like a frisbee, and money flies out of it, and it just conks him right in the head.
1: Yeah, and he breaks a rosary and starts throwing the beads at Karen.
0: Yeah, like then, like <laughs> deadly speed. Like, it's breaking glass. I'm like, this that's amazing. is so over-the-top and ridiculous, but it's awesome. <laughs> um, they actually did this one great shot where they're, like, in a, a in the balcony of the church. And, like, they knock Dex off the balcony, and you just watch him fall all the way to mm-hmm. the ground and splat. Yeah. And something about that is, like, that's got to be, like, uh, a stunt double who really fell from that height and landed on some crash pads that they'd removed or something. Cause maybe? something yeah. about that just didn't feel like they faked it. Yeah. Yeah. Felt... Yeah. It real. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me was convinced they just had some poor sap fall from that height and just land on his back. And like, <laughs> maybe he'll be okay. Well, let's, let's find Hopefully. out. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's find out for science, everyone. Uh, but I like that shot was awesome. The, Oh, it was all of that was so great. Like they, it was com- really good. they, I mean, they did the best possible thing in my in my opinion. They did this flashback with Karen that took us to another time and another place, and when they decided to bring us back to where we are in the present, they did it in the best possible way with like an awesome, cool fight scene.
1: And in the best setting, right? Like that church yes. is so beautiful inside. Yes. That. The, all the shots were beautiful, but especially the one when they are up top and he uh, Dex he's looking for Karen up top and she's hiding in the statues. Like the backdrop of that mm-hmm. are all this like glass, like stained glass. Yes. And you only see the shadow of Dex and Matt
0: Yeah, and fighting.
1: It's amazing.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, you've got all the second layer stuff of like Matt's conflict with himself and his desire to you know, to do what he's doing, but also is he a good guy for doing it or a bad guy for doing it? His conflict mm-hmm. with his faith. And this yeah. is all happening within side of a church.
1: Yeah. Amazing. It's and let's not, let's personal. also mention that the priest died.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> father Lantum bit the dust.
1: Yeah, he, he, but he, did he jump in front of
0: Karen? I believe he did. He did that to okay. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and by the way, I like that Bullseye doesn't have some sort of Bullseye costume or anything like that. I like that he's wearing the Daredevil yes. costume because it's also, um, number one, it, well, it serves two purposes. It has the purpose of Fisk using him to make Daredevil look bad. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of has this, because he's so evenly matched with Matt, that it does kind of have this Matt is facing himself type connotation yes. to it, like in yes. a weird meta way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it sure. all works so well on so many levels. I can't, I mean, I know why this show is canceled, Aurora. <laughs> so saying I can't believe it was canceled.
1: Okay, so good.
0: Is, it's not completely genuine because I know why. And it wasn't because the show's not good or that people weren't watching it. We, we know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because Marvel or Disney is starting its own thing and wants to pull out of the other places that it is participating in. But oh my god, this show needs to come back. So good. They can't let it just. They just can't let it collect dust. Mm-hmm. It's a great episode. Mm-hmm. A- any other thoughts yeah. on uh, episode ten? And what would you give it?
1: I, I'm gonna give this one a five too.
0: Whoa, back to back <laughs> fivers.
1: <laughs> it was. I mean, I, there's. I can't find a single flaw mm-hmm. in any of these two episodes. It was perfect from beginning to
0: end yeah yeah okay well I give this a five as well but uh, (laughs) really shouldn't be too surprised these were just tremendous episodes this is a great season Mm -hmm. this is I feel like this season is easily rivaling the first season easily yeah Uh, and if if these two episodes are anything like the next few that we're gonna get Mm
1: -hmm.
0: uh, you know this could easily be the best season of Daredevil So, yeah, I'm so excited to find out what happens next. Yes. Um, so that's what we're going to do, or we're going to stop recording this podcast and then we're just going (laughs) to eagerly sit here until we watch daredevil again. (laughs) I'm not moving from this chair,
1: uh, until I watch
0: daredevil. Uh, I mean, I could go watch them tonight, but I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be good. (laughs) I'm gonna wait as painful as it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'll watch some other things instead, but. Uh, Yeah, so Aurora and I are going to come back next week. There's only a few episodes remaining, everybody. Mm -hmm. So uh, enjoy it while you can. Uh, Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show and can catch up to where we are now if you haven't done so already. Uh, And of course you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. and hit subscribe and that way you can hear us come back and talk about Daredevil Season 3 Episode 11 called Reunion. And episode 12 called One Last Shot.